Hey, this is Barack Lurie, the Lurie Law Podcast, the Barack Lurie Podcast, all things Lurie. Your podcast. <laughs> my podcast. With me is Ari, my producer. Hi. And uh, really a pleasure to uh, be back in the game with you with our podcast. How many podcasts have we done? Uh, more than 20 now? I believe this is like 20 or 21. I am proud of us, my friend. Yeah. And us. now these podcasts are now available on the BarackLurie.com website. That's right. B-A-R-A-K-L-U-R-I-E.com. And uh, when you spell Barack, don't, please don't spell it with C-K. It's, uh, that's the wrong way. Our president spells it it's the wrong way. It's very goyish. <laughs> I don't know if it's goyish, but it's just wrong. <laughs> B-A-R-A-K, folks. Um, so I wanted to, uh, you know, it's funny, I... I am so fascinated with our previous discussion of elevation, and uh, had this, you know, it's Friday night. I talk about um, all sorts of fun things, but on Friday night, you know what I do uh, with my kids? I go, we go to dinner, we have our dinner, we light the candles for Shabbat, and we talk. I think in a way that. Uh, Many people just don't talk. We decide that Shabbat is about God, and we should spend 10 minutes talking about God, if not more. In other words, liberals think you're a fanatic. Probably right. Right. Because That's right. you're talking, as they say, about an invisible man in the sky. That's exactly right. Right. And, uh, you know, look, uh, there's a reason why we have a week. It's seven days. It's, it's based on the Bible, and it's not just for fun. Uh, there is one day a week that we should vote to God. It's supposed to be thinking about God at the very least. Now, I'm not at all what they call Shomer Shabbos. I don't, I don't avoid driving. I, I drive all the time on Saturday. Um, I don't very often go to temple on Saturday. But by golly, I'm going to talk about God at least one, <laughs> 10 minutes, 15 minutes during Shabbat. I think it's a, a good idea at the very least. I'll be paying attention to God. And I, I, what's the harm in that? And it's funny, uh, you don't even have to talk directly about God, although you're talking about godly issues. And so, for example, we talk every week about something, some aspect of God. One of them, my favorite one, and kids love talking about this, is the difference between humans and animals, right? So people don't even think about that very much. I mean, do you think about... Most people, liberals especially, will, will think of humans as simply very sophisticated... Uh, or animals that can drive a car. That's right, right. exactly right. We're, we're a more sophisticated animal. We have uh, clearly a more powerful brain, but you know, that's, that's a matter of evolution. Well, I, think, I think there's a hierarchy. I think that God looks like a cat. Okay, and, all right. No, no, yeah, I'm yeah. serious. <laughs> I, I want to explain this. We're descending story. here. And, Not elevating, cats, descending. Cats are the ultimate animal created in God's image. Then there's people who are also sort of created in God's image who serve the cats. Right. And then there's every other animal. <laughs> but that's my feline bias. Only because I know how much a cat, my cat, while she lived, God bless her soul. And I said soul because this cat had a soul. Was able to get me to serve at her beck and call. And only something that brilliant could get a human is there something on your computer that can help me not only delete it from this podcast, but also delete it from my memory, what you just said? Yeah, I'll find something <laughs> for you. Thank you. All right. Uh, going back to God. <laughs> but some of us are cat people. That's you right. Know, so Apparently you're a cat person. Yeah. 
that's well noted for the record. Listen, going back to God now, the <laughs> real deal. It will be used against me in evidence Yes, it someday. will. It will. It's on the record. <laughs> but I apologize, folks, for this major distraction. All right. We want to talk about God. We, uh, we think... You talk about the differences between animal, humans and animals, and most people, like we said, are, will think about you know humans as just a, a more sophisticated version of the next uh, most intelligent animal, whether that's a dolphin or an ape, who cares? Uh, the reality is, of course, that we are light years ahead of the next brightest animal, uh, light years. There's just no comparison. And when you actually ask for the differences to a child, they come up with all those answers. For example, um, they'll say not only that we can talk, right? Then they'll say we can drive. Uh, we walk upright, for example. They might notice that read and write thing. The reading and the writing thing. Yeah. The use of tools. Um, yes, there's some animals that can. Yeah, can but they don't write, read, and write. Yeah, they don't read. That I think is one of the big ones. Even, so, I'll give you even cats don't read and write. Right. So you get beyond the the kind of more obvious stuff because there's a hell of a lot more. Because one thing that I want my son and my daughter to remember, uh, the distinction, all animals think of only two things. Do you know what they are? Reproducing and feeding. Actually, that's very good. I, it's not a fair question that I asked you. Um, they, oddly enough, don't think about reproducing. Their instinct is to reproduce when they're in heat and such like that. Well, is it, is it survival that they it's think It's basically a survival so, thing. So the fear versus safety. Right. They, they think of two right. things. What to eat and how not to be eaten themselves. That's it. Yeah. That's basic survival. And they don't build shelter. Uh, they might find a cave, yes, but they don't build the shelter. They don't certainly don't make fire. They don't do a lot of things. Well, even if they do build shelter, like bird, and I think this furthers mm -hmm. your distinction line, uh, the bird in building its nest doesn't think in terms of aesthetics. Right. Right. Exactly a a right. human will think, well, how does this look? And the exactly bird's right. like, well, does it work? Does it not work? Right. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Um, they, uh, then it goes beyond that. Because um, we humans don't just think about what we eat and how not to be eaten. I mean, that's, it's so basic. It's so primordial to think in that way. That's not the worry we have. Certainly not in present-day America. I, I, I'm not talking about apocalyptic vision with zombies and everything else. I'm talking about, you know, day-to-day -day life. And even in the tough tough times during the medieval times and such, yes, there was a, it was more of a, a question of survival. But at the same time, hum, uh, humankind still sought and strove for greater things. They went beyond just eating and, and avoiding being. Well, and, and in fact, the, the yearning for elevation was highest in, yes. in times when... It was not easy to be elevated. That's exactly right. I mean, what, how, yeah. how did such great art and music come yes. out of... Well, now you're you know, getting to the next level that I'm, that I'm about to talk about, which is the yearning for art. Uh, animals don't have that. The yearning for music. The yearning... I did have a book once called Why Do Cats Paint? Okay. Sorry. Don't get past that. <laughs> the yearning for art, the yearning for music, the yearning to, to read and learn. Learning. This is a major difference between... Uh, animals and people. You also have uh, free will. And when you say learning, you don't mean training. No, no. Training is different than learning. 
Of course, no, you want, you, you want to learn because you either want to learn a different language, you want to learn how to be, uh, I don't know, a, a great surfer. Yeah. Um, a skill, yeah. playing a skill. an instrument, uh, yeah. being a lawyer. Or learning yeah. history or yeah. whatever it is that, that floats your boat. Um, there's, the learning process is, is a quest that animals don't have. You know, you just said something that I've never thought of before. Mm -hmm. History. Animals have no concept of the history of their species. They have no concept. We have far more concept of them, them than they have of themselves. Yeah. Which is an amazing thing when you think about it. We know their intimate patterns and everything else far more than they do. We know, we know what they're likely to do in a given situation than they do. Uh, they, and they may have cousins in a different areas, uh, you know, three miles away that look slightly different and they don't know about them. Uh, we also know how they evolved uh, or, you know, evolved as a, as a term of art. But we know how they've changed over the millennia, um, whether they're a relatively new species or well, you get the idea. Other differences, there's free will. Um, we have a love of beauty. We have a sense of justice. We have a sense of humor. Um, music. All these things are unique to people. have nothing to do with animals. And they, kids really love talking about this. They begin to understand that memory, for example, far more developed than a human. I mean, it, it's, it's light years different than an animal. Why? Because animals don't need a memory. They, they might have a sense, an instinctive sense of, oh, that man was a bad man. He, he kicked or me once. Or this felt good, this felt bad. That's about repeat it. Repeat this, don't repeat that. Yeah. But that's only a memory necessary to kind of get by, to, to survive. For survival. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a very limited capacity. So, uh, and, and I bring all this up, not just to talk about the difference between, differences between humans and animals, but really to talk about elevation. Um, that, was an, that was just one topic that my kids and I had on, on Saturday. And by the way, my kids are seven and four, and they love talking about this. It's a thrill for them. And uh, it makes them think. You're going to make it very hard for them to relate to other people, <laughs> having them be this deep and well-rounded. I mean, by the time they're 14, they're going to be like, Dad, I can't meet any. I can't have a conversation with anyone. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, the, the funny thing is we will revisit a lot of these same topics, and they'll be older and they'll be more mature to deal with it. So they'll have a way. different context yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, but we have fun. Oh, boy, we have fun. Uh, these stories that we talk about. Sometimes we talk about a story in the Bible and, and talk about what it means. Like, like the other last Friday, we talked about um, Samson and Delilah, which Max just loved to no end. Um, and what it meant um, and, and what it meant about human nature and, and what God wanted out of that story and everything else. Um, so it's, it's an opportunity to elevate. And one day a week, if you talk about God, you, it's almost impossible not to elevate yourself in that, in that context. Yeah. Well, once Dennis Prager opened my eyes to this concept of the holy, mm -hmm. I, I, I never understood this, but he defined yeah. holy as meaning separate. And what makes the holy day or the day of rest of the Sabbath, the Sabbath is because it's separate from the other day. Right. You do the secular work of the world, you know, day, it's kind of redundant, yeah. but you do the work of the world. And, it, and live in the secular world those six days of the week. But the Sabbath, you keep separate and holy and try to elevate yourself to God right. on that day. And yeah. you do it a number of ways, by praying or davening or having right. a conversation that's different and separate than you'd have with yeah. people I mean, on and, other days. And it's just one day. And, and frankly, we don't even do one day. I, just 
just 15 minutes for crying out loud. 15 but freaking you do minutes. But on that day. That's you could, the yeah, point. Do, 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 if, you, if you prefer Tuesday, for, for whatever reason, by golly, do it on Tuesday. But just do it once a week. 15 minutes. Talk to somebody. Maybe your wife. If you don't have kids, great. What, whatever. But talk and enjoy the, the conversation about God. Yeah, and, and to the, all the homeless people in our audience out there, <laughs> this does not mean that you should go up to the us on the street and ramble about God to us as we're driving by. That's not... Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> the homeless people but if with, you do, we'll with their iPhones on and to, headphones. Yeah, we'll uh, listen to my iPod, <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> <Right>. Subscribe. <laughs> Although they are elevating themselves. That's that right. Is, yeah, exactly right. That is admirable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, that's very funny. But you know... Just, just uh, once a week, 15 minutes, I think we can all devote that to, to something. And when you think about that, when, when you do 15 minutes a week, I mean, anything that you do for 15 minutes a week, let's say you decide you're going to um, balance your uh, bank account once a week, or just for that matter, just kind of focus for half an hour on your finances for half an hour a week. Amazingly, you'll, you'll accomplish a tremendous amount. You'll feel better and everything else, right? Or... Um, you dedicate half an hour a week to cleaning up this or that portion of your office or your home. Uh, assuming you don't have a maid or a nanny. Um, you or just, even if you do, or even if so you, do. you know where everything is. Exactly right. Just well, whatever it is that – because there's always – we all have something in our houses, in our, in our homes. You know that area that I'm talking about where it's kind of just perpetually messy. And if all you did is just spend half an hour dedicated just to that, it would get done. And, pre- and perhaps it would be done in 20 minutes. 15 minutes, but you've just been procrastinating. You don't do it. And, and this eyesore is still there, a pile of clothes maybe, a pile of papers, whatever it might be. That project is just there annoying you all the time. And you could just clean it away, make life better for yourself. And then you do it once and you say, what do you say? You say, oh, that felt good. Yeah. Right? And not only that, it, it, by elevating that place right. that needed elevating, by right. organizing, putting in place, however you yeah. want to put you're now... It, it's funny that you mentioned it because I was thinking about this. What would the opposite of elevating be? Oh, do, doing nothing or descending. Descending, yeah. right? Well, you can make the argument that by allowing an area of negativity, of negative energy, of a, a black hole, a, a vacuum of this kind of thing to occur in your home, it's actually causing everything around it to be worse, everything right. to descend. And mm-hmm. if you just clean up that one area, like, you know, right. uh, however you look at, like, you know, waste in your body or, you know, a, a cancer or whatever, mm-hmm. that's now gone. And now it's not causing everything else around it to descend. That's right. And not only when you do that one time, your, your predilection is to, to say, let's do it again. Let's do it in another area. Well, that was right. easy. Uh, let's conquer that little area also, you know, on the other right. side of the Improving house. Improving is addictive. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. If you think about it. And, and that's the next point I want to talk about. Because as you talk about God, you realize, just like you, you may realize, and, and I, I hate to bring it down to the same level, but it's just the easiest metaphor I can make. In the same way that you feel good about cleaning your area, that it just took 15 minutes to clear it, in the same way, once you talk about God, and you not only are you feeling that you're doing something holy, you, you find that you're doing something elevating. You also notice, you know what, it was kind of fun. Um, and, and it opens up doors and questions that you never thought about. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go home tonight. It's Friday night. I'm going to ask, a, I don't even know what we're going to talk about, it, but by golly, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, talk about the brilliance of cats. 
And that I can assure you that it won't be. <laughs> won't that. be I, that. There are many topics, I, things I won't be talking about, and that will be one of them. Uh, but the other day we talked about um, the 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 uh, benefit of obstacles in our lives. Like I mean, I said, well, if God is is there and doing, why not make everything easy for us? I That's a great kids, question for kids to ponder because it's yeah. it's so obvious. Because you know, when I was your kid's age, I would think, oh, why do I have to do this? Right. God is there, all powerful. He right. loves me. Make things easy, right. dude. Drop some gold off on my thing. Right. You know, give me a credit card that works, and let's go to town here. Right. You know, and, and that the, the benefit, of course, of because, and I, and I said to the kids, have you ever noticed that you really like and enjoy things more when you work hard for them? Yeah, the the the, yeah. the benefit called gratitude, which is without gratitude, you have no possibility of happiness. That's right. Well, is, that's just one. That's, that's, yeah. that's another topic we talked uh, talked about friends. The the importance of friends. Why why do we need friends? Yeah. Right. I mean, we're self sustaining animals. Uh, we know where to find the food. But why do we need friends? Yeah. And why are friends? Why can friends be obstacles to us? Meaning, why do you ever have arguments with friends? Why right. you know all those things involving friends? Because having friends is never just. You know, all perfect all the time. That's right. It's or there's you, you know? will have confrontations, and at the end of the day, you're still a better person for it. Or even not confront confrontations. If someone you don't know has an accident or gets sick or God forbid dies, right? You feel no pain. But when it happens to your friend, oh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. You mean you know whether it's they skinned their knee or had a car accident, it's a, it's a terrible thing. It, and you, you know, and you ultimately come to the conclusion when you talk about the friends discussion, God wants us to have friends because He wants us to be good to each other. Yeah, and and it's the the ultimate uh, conclusion that God wants from us. He wants us to be great to each other. He wants God, us to love each other. You know yeah. how you know how sometimes you hear the phrase, and it's sort of you know sometimes diminishes. God is love. Well, God right. is love. Right. You know. Well, God. That's one of the definitions of lo- of God. Um, God is not just love. He's also he's also he also has expectations. Uh, sometimes God does things that. That we wonder why it's it's happening. Is it is it truly love when when a tsunami comes and, and wipes away a lot of people? Uh, you can't call that love, but um, but there there are many things behind that. Look, I I don't want to get down too into too much into Louise. I'm talking about just the exercise of talking about God is so meaningful and something to look forward to. That's another thing. On Friday, the kids know we're going to talk about God. My wife now appreciates it. At first, she kind of was resistant to it. Now I think she actually li- likes it too. And she will come up with her own topics now, which I love. I love that she's she's engaging in that. Um, and and like the same way that we talked before about you know clean up one area, then you'll you, you've conquered one area. Now you want to conquer another, and it becomes easier and easier. It's it's exercising your brain, exercising your sense of decency, and exercising your sense of elevation yeah, and your soul. Yeah, you really are. And you can't do it. You really sh- you shouldn't do it alone. First of all, uh, with a family. That's why. Synagogue is a great place because you actually do converse and you have ideas and exchange ideas. It's a wonderful thing. Um, but you have to exercise your soul. Like you said, I think that's a good way of putting it. Uh, we, have, we seem to recognize that it's good to, to exercise your brain with you know, games of chess, which I love, or Sudoku or uh, crossword puzzles or um, you know, teasers or Rubik's Cube. People... People understand and appreciate that we need to exercise our brain, but people don't talk about how we need to exercise our soul at the same time and appreciate God even more. 
Yeah. And then when you leave those conversations, not only do you feel good, you feel like similar to cleaning up that part of your house, you feel like cleaning up other things and having the the experience again, you know, feeling good about other things and bringing that stuff to other people. You know, sometimes, sometimes you go to a a sermon, uh, I went to a synagogue, uh, Michael Gottlieb at uh, Kihila Marav in Santa Monica, fantastic rabbi, just a, a nice man down to earth and just so brilliant in his sermons. And I, I turned to Stacey once and I just said, after the sermon, I said, I feel like my mind is on fire. My soul is on fire. I, I, I just so enjoyed it. I felt, wow. I mean, I, I felt so accomplished. And, and I went into synagogue that morning thinking, okay, let's get this over with. And I thought, well, while I'm here, I might as well listen, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, why, why just keep on telling myself, you know, I, I guess, when is this over? When is this over? When yeah, is I'm this supposed over? to be here. Let me just go through yeah. the motions. This land I can go watch football with. Right, right. Yeah. So I've, you know, and I don't understand the Hebrew very well, at least. I, you know, I, I know some of the prayers and such, but there's a lot of Hebrew that I just, I, we, we just weren't raised that way. And I, I figured, well, what the, what the, what the hell? I'll just, I'll read the translations in English. And I'm reading it and thought, you know what, that's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> And, uh, you know, why we must, uh, you know, uh, take the enemy at, at heart for what he actually says to us. Don't, don't uh, discount what he's actually saying to you. If you do, then, then you, you suffer the, the troubles. Uh, that was one example. But then, then, and then the rabbi speaks at the sermon. I thought, okay, well, I'll listen to him. And boy, was he good. So at the end of the day, I, I, I thought, I, I like this. And I started to think to myself, well, let me read a little bit more about this. And then you find yourself more interested in the topic and, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm interested not only about um, why there is a God, why it's, to me, demonstrably provable that there is a God, just from a scientific point of view. Just the numbers demand that there's a God. The numbers, the statistics number, uh, demand it. Well, once you, once you figure that out, the statistics, and you realize, okay, there's a God here, then a lot of other questions start flowing, Right? Okay, well, given that there's a God, why, what, what does he want from us? What, why is there a God? Yeah, well, if there, and, if, and since why, there's a God, why did you do all this stuff, God? Right, right. You know, yeah. right. This thing, that thing. Why, and why do you differentiate here? the animals? And why do you differentiate, differentiate us from the animals? We clearly are different. And, and, and answers start coming pretty clearly. Um, and, and we ultimately come to the two conclusions that... God wants us to be good to each other, and God wants us to create. My dad would say our ultimate purpose is to create, and I think he's right. Yeah, and judging by these walls, your dad has done a lot of creating. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a very artistic man, but we create in many different ways. He created in the way of art, uh, and, and he invented many different things. Yeah, but the political cartoon is the highest form of art. That's right, exactly possible, right. Obviously, so the so. highest form. Uh, but he and he was the best. Yeah. Now I have a question though, and this question also presents a counterargument um, in this regard. Mm-hmm. If we're given so much pleasure and our soul is filled with so much by talking about God that one day a week, why would we not? What is the need then for holiness or separation? Why wouldn't we just behave that way every day? Well, because nothing would ever get done. Right, because... Uh, <laughs> we, we need to... In other words, the balance between the secular and the right. uh, d- divine are right. needed. And, and, and God doesn't... Or if you don't want to believe in God, that's fine. 
you can just say that the, the people who wrote the Bible, those those cynics who wrote the the, the Bible. You mean those white men? The, yeah, the old, right. old white men, yeah. racists, and of course, no doubt. That's a conservative yeah, joke of course, for the yeah. listeners, in case um, <laughs> they missed that one. No, but but they don't they don't demand half of the week. They don't demand five days of the week. They, yeah, they said one one friggin' day, and uh, and and you don't even have to do that. It's just. You know, it, make it holy. Please make it holy. That's the only day yeah. that you're commemorating that God made it holy. Yeah. Isn't one of the Ten Commandments keep the Sabbath and keep it holy? Or? Yes. Yeah. That's it. Okay. That's it. So keep it holy. And uh, that and, means that for you out there, listeners, right. means that God, creator of the universe, has asked you to do basically very little. Very little. <laughs> right. And by the way, he doesn't say you have to keep it holy from Friday evening to Saturday evening. He says, make that holy. So you can make it, you know, I mean, I, I want to make it more holy myself, but you can, you can make it 15 minutes and say, look, I, I'm, I'm observing it. I'm making that day holy. It is a special day. I'm separating it for the rest of the week, and yeah. I look forward to it. My grandfather carved out a, an exemption with grandma right. that that time, that Sabbath, included the Dodgers and Vince Scully. Okay. Right? You, you know, he <laughs> right, wanted to watch his Dodger game. She wanted the TV off, and, right. you know, she realized, oh, Vince Scully is one of God's creations, too. And <laughs> For my kids, uh, you know, I, I, I uh, let them watch The Simpsons on, on Saturday night, so, uh, on Friday night. So they know, when they hear Shabbat, they know it's, we're going to talk about God, and then we're going to watch The Simpsons. Right. <laughs> they love The Simpsons. <laughs> And um, and see the tales of Homer. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they, just, they just think it's the funniest show, and I think it is the funniest show. But um, look, so so talking about God once a week, and I'm not even talking about being observant as a Jew or as a Christian or or, or as a Muslim. I'm I'm simply saying, take a moment. It's actually quite fun. Um, it, it's it's a. Have you ever had a food that you had never tried before? And you, you would never think about trying before. This was the way I was with sushi a long time ago, by the way. And then you try it and you say, you know what? This, is, this isn't half bad. In fact, it's pretty freaking good. And all of a sudden, you wanna, you're seeking it out everywhere. Or better yet, a better example is music, where you haven't heard uh, a particular sound before and you hear this band uh, and you just thought, wow, these guys, are, these guys are good. I like that song. And then you want to get that album and... And then you might want to get another album of theirs and such. And suddenly you're... And then you want to buy concert tickets to see Millie Vanilli live. That's right. (laughs) Uh, If it's it's Millie Vanilli, you have definitely descended. Uh, (laughs) Let's make that clear. Oh, you mean Wilco. Okay. Wilco, yeah. Yeah. No, but seriously, I I remember the first time I heard Pink Floyd, um, especially the song Time, which is a beautiful song. Um, good choice. Good choice, right? Yeah. But the the romantic guitar in the beginning and the pacing and everything else and and the I, imagery of the western open sky at the beginning. Yes. And, oh, it's gorgeous. And then the brilliant lyrics that expand the mind about where you fit within time and space's continuum. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a gorgeous song. artistic experience. And all four of them wrote that song, which I yeah. which I, I also like very much. But the point is, I hear that I, I heard it and I just thought, what the crazy f is this? And I love, it was so beautiful. It was so transcendent. And, and I saw them, I saw it, not, of course, not only that song, but the whole album and what other album. And suddenly I'm a Pink Floyd person. I'm really into them. Uh, and I found that with uh, other groups, of course, the Beatles, Wilco, Radiohead, uh, and of course, a whole bunch of others. But that's the way God can be and should be for you. Right. And it's mind be, expanding. It's, it's soul expanding. Exactly. 
And do it only for that. Don't don't do it because yeah. Do God, it for you. For you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be selfish if you want. Yeah. You'll enjoy it so much. And, and at the very least, you don't have to believe in God. You know what? Don't. If you don't want to believe well, in God, that's it, fine. Forget even. It, using it helps it. to. Yeah. yeah. And it helps to believe in God. But just to ask yourself the questions, like why do we do this? Why do we do that? Why are we different than the animals? Is a classic thing. I, I, I even did that during a Shabbat when I had uh, my my atheist brother over, my agnostic sister over. Awkward. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm just I, I just said I I, I, po- I posed uh, I opposed that question to the kids, and we went through that process in front of them, and it was just a question. It has nothing to do with God. I mean, it, you know, my atheist. It has brother, nothing to do with any, uh, with the zealotry of God or no, or the or the, the proselytizing. It has nothing to do with the what faith in God or proselytizing. Yeah, what you're talking about doing is uh, in this time we are going to talk about the biggest issue we can, the right. biggest thing, the questions of our creation, of our survival, of this universe, how right. this is constructed. Because then it begs the question: yeah. Why are we different? That's right. Uh, then then uh, all those other animals. Why? 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 And where does this free will business come from? Where does music come from? Why, why, why are we the only species that seem to aspire to music? Where, where, where does it come from, for crying out loud? Maybe that'll be my question to the kids. Where does music come from? And ultimately, I, I believe it drives from God. It's, it's our quest to communicate with God in a way that words alone cannot do. Music, with words especially, can really transcend us to God. It, there are moments where we, where we feel that. And... Uh, and good music does that, of course, really well. Yeah. Well, it's, it, they call that the aesthetic experience or the artistic yeah. experience. It, it's interesting. But why, why do we even have it in the first place? Right. And and, 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 and is, I think it's it's an it's a it's a window to God. It's it's a, you know, God. In my opinion, God shows Himself in in a very elusive way. Yeah, those little slivers in between yes. the times of life. And music is such a great example of that because yeah. why does it fit together so perfectly? Why do those twelve notes? Mm-hmm. Between you know whole and half steps all fit together so perfectly, right? And and match up and in twelve little notes, right? You're able to have an infinite variety of sounds and textures come out of it. Yeah, it, it couldn't be that perfect, yeah. and it almost proves the creator's existence. Yeah, it uh, it, it, it really, yeah. it's very hard, hard to deny it at, at some point. But again, whether you believe in God or not, talk about you know the human nature and and you know why were you here? What why is there anything? Uh, how do, we know that the Big Bang started. What does that mean? Um, ask, ask the big questions. Yeah. Because if you think about the big questions, you'll start thinking about the small questions, too. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to um, Al Gore speak last week. I told mm-hmm. you about yes, that. Yeah, interesting. And he would say things. And they would go applauded by the audience because the audience wouldn't think about what he actually said. Right. And... The reason is because they have no basis for thinking about anything because they never went through the process that you just described you going through with your children or even your brother who disagrees with you politically right. about some things. But the, at least he's gone through this process or heard you talk about these things. So there's no way he can't at least think a bit about these things. It's called critical thinking. They're not engaged in critical thinking. Yeah. And uh, when you are engaged in that and you're, you, you always are taught to say, well, why should it be so? Well, what's, what's wrong with that argument? When you have that kind of mentality uh, and you exercise yourself like that in your brain, great things can happen. Great things can yeah. happen. And you can't help but do what you a lot of the time say, which is think and ask the question, well, what next? That's right. If this, then what next? Yeah. People, uh, people just 
they, they don't want to ask themselves the question. And it's almost like it's sometimes, you know, you and I are frustrated with liberals because they don't. Think no, about we're what's not. Next. We're entertained by them. We, should, Hold on. we think of them like pets. Sorry. All right. <laughs> but, but you and I are, 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 are frustrated by liberals because we, 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 we wonder why don't they just see it so obviously the consequences of their their desires uh you know if it, right they want, the sky they want, is blue how yeah. do they not see that that's right it's they, right they, there they want x but don't they see that by having x that it'll lead to this you know destructive y okay they, they don't see that they, they don't want to see it and you know what i think the analogy for that is it's like you know you're a marathon runner and you you've trained all your life not all your life, but for a long time, you've trained for the marathon. You enjoy the marathon. And you don't understand why this big obese person is not interested in running a marathon. He thinks that you're crazy. You see, he doesn't know why you have any enjoyment out of this. So I think it's something like that. Yeah. You know, you and I, Ari, uh, you know, without patting ourselves on the back too much. Um, yeah, he's doing that right now for us. Uh, without patting ourselves too much on the back. Uh, you know, the fact is, this is stuff that we love. We love to to ask ourselves those deep questions, and a lot of people just don't. They don't like it. And, well, they're and, and afraid of the answers. They're afraid That's of the answers, but part it's, of it. It's, it might be harder for them. Just like it's harder for that obese guy to, to take that first step to do the marathon. Yeah, they're not used to that process, and. Um, and that's why I, I think they suffer as a result. They don't realize that they're suffering. They, you know, the, the obese guy laughs at, at their, their marathon or saying, oh, he's suffering. Look at him. He's, he's sweating he's, he's, and, and he's, he must be in pain. I'm enjoying my ice cream sandwich or my ice cream cone, whatever it is, my, my, my french fries and my hamburger. Of course, they're going to have a much, you know, a, a lesser life, a, an unpleasant life and maybe a shorter life because of the way they're eating and such. And the marathoner, well, he's transcending, isn't he? He's enjoying the... Uh, the love of, of nature, of getting better, uh, you know, aspiring to a certain goal, for example. These are wonderful things yeah, to go through. a massive through. endorphin rush that's taking yeah. you to a, a uh, you know, ex mind-expanded place. The idea of bettering himself each time he attempts this thing. Right. Uh, all think, sorts of things. And I think that might be the difference. Yeah. I think that really might be the difference. Yeah, be, but the, the obese person can also see all the pain that it takes yeah, and why would he want to do it? And right. he, he might very well say, Why would I want shin splints? Why would I want joint exactly. pain? Why do I want those blisters on my feet? That's right. And so, so likewise, back to your Al Gore situation, I think a lot of those people in the audience was, you know, I don't want to think. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Well, yeah, and they wanted the easy answer. Uh, my easy wife, answer. My That's wife it. looked at some of the footage I shot, thought, shot, and she said, you know what those people look like? I said, no. And she goes, they look like the church lady. Remember the church lady, Dana Carvey yeah. character? You know, oh, it's Satan. Satan. You right. know, it was a caricature making fun of the kind of person who watches a, a televangelist. Right. These are people who wanted the easy answers of a televangelist. Right. Essentially, except they were the most sophisticated group of one percentage from Beverly Hills. Right. But that's what they are. That's right. And, you know. They, they are, you know, they're the greatest at projection, and that's what they do. They, they will accuse somebody who believes in God as being simple-minded when, in fact, they're the ones who are the simple-minded ones. Right. Um, I, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I have really enjoyed talking about this, as always. And uh, we are going to uh, always talk about issues of the day that are interesting for everyone to listen to, especially on Elevation. Shabbat shalom to everyone. Hope you have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy and, and think about God.